Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. podcast audience hello <laughs> we have a uh, we have a special treat for you today so we're going to skip our usual uh light-hearted football banter at the beginning of every podcast yeah although I, I i do have to say just last night i went to a seahawks game so we got to at least talk about that i was at the seahawks raiders game and wow. it was fantastic so and the seahawks won and the seahawks won yeah, bar- so. barely <laughs> anyway sorry so enough football talk yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. Make sure we we uh, debrief the whole football experience. But um, today we we have a special guest with us. We um, we have been fortunate to be able to talk to some good guests in the last couple of months, and today continues that. And let me let me give you a brief introduction on our guest today. Since the group was formed more than twenty years ago, Phillips Craig and Dean has achieved remarkable status in the Christian music industry. They will release their 13th album, Above It All, November 11th, have produced 23 number one radio hits, sold almost 3 million records, and have won three GMA Dove Awards. Their major hits have received national attention with Revelation songs staying at number one for a record-breaking 17 weeks. Crucified with Christ, named Inspiration Song of the Year by CCM Magazine, Save the Day played during a nationally televised game of the Texas Rangers, and Shine on Us being the theme song for the National Day of Prayer's 50th anniversary. Phillips, Craig, and Dean remain an active touring act, which has included appearances at national religious broadcasters and Christian booksellers association conventions and Promise Keepers events. The group still maintains their moratorium on Saturday night travel due to their commitments as full-time pastors at their home churches in Austin, Texas, St. Louis, Missouri, and Carleton, Texas. And we have to say it's a great privilege to have with us on the podcast today, Randy Phillips. Welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate being being on here with you. So one of the things, uh, Randy, that David and I were talking about, um, both of us, we have pastoral hearts, and both of us are pastors in our churches. Uh, I'm, I'm the music pastor. Uh, David, a former music pastor, is now the lead pastor at his church. And uh, both of us, we, we love the church. We love ministry. And one of the things I really uh, appreciate about you, Randy, and, and the other guys from Phillips, Craig, and Dean is the fact that you have made uh, church and ministry a commitment. Can you just briefly talk about what is that balance between being on the road, recording, uh, playing, doing music, but also still keeping that ministry church mindset a priority? Well, it's we haven't always uh, kept them both uh, in balance. Uh, early on when Phillips, Craig, and Dean of you know the Lord gave us favor with that first album we we took every invitation that people gave us, and that was unwise, but we didn't we didn't know better and we we found ourselves exhausted uh <clears throat> depleted 
we found ourselves um, divided hmm. uh, with our with our church ministries and then trying to do Phillips Craig and and then we finally caught on and said we can't do 30 city tours yeah <laughs> uh, we just can't do that and so we found a real good balance with help from management in uh, management that helped us and we uh, we have always maintained church was our priority we we started out as, as worship pastors uh, I was a business pastor an executive pastor, and then through the years, the Lord has given us favor. We've all now are lead pastors, mm. so we're in our we're in our pulpits, you know, wow. every Sunday, with the exception of just a few. So we don't do Saturdays because we want to be ready for Sunday morning. I preach three times on Sunday, and so um, uh, it's just it's a decision we made. It was kind of a guiding principle, and we've. Um, the Lord has helped us not to stray from that too far. Wow, that's that's. Uh, I should I should say that's an amazing uh, vulnerability that you just shared with us, and we appreciate your honesty in that. Uh, thank you. Um, but I think I think the struggle the struggle you feel um, is probably one that a, that a lot of worship pastors feel who listen to this podcast because we have worship pastors and worship leaders who who work full-time jobs and then lead worship on the weekend. And there's that constant tension between uh, what God has called you to do and then what you need to do to provide for your family. Um, but we were just talking about, about uh, kind of your history a little bit before we just pushed record here. And I have to say, um, been listening to your music for a long time. Your song crucified with Christ was, uh, was very formational in my spiritual journey and was one of those songs that, that I feel really emotionally encapsulated um, what Paul was talking about in that verse, and um, and it, and because of that, that's that's become one of my life verses, one of the verses that I that I try to live up to. I'm wondering um, where does where does inspiration for for some of those songs come from? How do those songs come about within within the trio of Phillips, Craig, and Dean? Well. Um Inspiration, as you know, can come from anywhere. It can come from another song. I've, I've been listening to a song before that birthed a different song in me um, from messages that we preach or messages we've heard from movies, uh, television, other art, dramatic uh, presentations. It's just, you know, it's as, it's as unique as the as the as the people out there and uh, the, the Lord sort of just drops things into your spirit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when he drops that hook in there, you just, you start marinating on it and you build the supporting themes around it. It's very much like I approach a message that I preach on Sunday. Actually, there's not a lot of difference in how I preach a message or write a song. Mm. And that is you find your hook or that one thing that you want people to walk away with, and then you you build your supporting uh, your support around it, and everything points back to that one hook. So that's really how I've how I approach it. An inspiration can come just nearly from anywhere. Yeah, I I've got to say uh, that resonates with me because I have recently stepped out of worship leading into a lead pastor role. 
as well. And it, um, I do feel a lot of similarities in, in how how I go about preparing for those those two things. It's it's about uh, it's about like I said, sharing that one thing and then building everything around it. Well, you're still a, you're still leading worship. You may be you may now have the responsibility for the whole thing on your shoulders, but you're still the man when it comes to leading worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're still the guy. Well, uh, another another part of of uh, of this story is one that uh, one that we mentioned also in the introduction is Revelation song and um, your your uh, version of it your arrangement of it is is what is largely responsible for uh, the explosion of that song in churches over the last uh, several years. Um, would you like to talk to us about about how that came about? Absolutely. Uh... We heard the song from a from an album produced by Christ for the Nations. Uh, I don't know, long time ago. The song has been around for for maybe fifteen years, hmm. and um, we heard it that long ago and performed it in our set. From time to time, we would do just spontaneous worship, and we would just kind of go into that song. And then one day, we had the privilege of singing the song with uh, a choir called Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir out nice. of Brooklyn, New York. And when they when they learned that song with us, it, it did something to us. I, I'm, I haven't felt very few things like that with the power of that. And we were about to record our the album before this one, and we said... We got to put this on the album, but our record company said, "Well, you know, I would advise against it because it's it's an older song and it's been covered by three or four different artists, Christ for the Nations, Carrie Job, and one or two others. So I, I just wouldn't do it." And we we said, "Yeah, but we want to do it anyway because <laughs> it just." You know, whether it ever gets single or not, I don't know, but we just love the song. Mm, yeah. And so we kind of strong-armed them, and we recorded the song, and then they came to us after the album was completed and said, we listened to Revelation song, and we really feel like that should be your first single mm. off the album. And, and we said to them, no, it should not be, because... <laughs> It's been recorded by you know, all these people. <laughs> right. And, we don't think, and it's a, like a four-minute four song, and I just don't think radio will play it. And they said, well, we're going to sing it anyway. <laughs> and they did. And so here we are. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's a great that's a great story and you know Randy I, I am I'm glad that you guys decided to record it uh, um, one of the things that we've talked about on our podcast uh, from time to time uh, David and I talked about how there's there's seasons within the church where a song will strike a chord and resonate and I think about revelation song as one of those where it's been written years ago. Uh, but for whatever reason, in the last couple years, it's really resonated uh, within the church, and 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 it's become an anthem in the church. Uh, you know, especially you know, especially a year or two ago when when it was kind of uh, that anthem sweeping the church. And yeah, interesting how you know God kind of arranges these songs, but sometimes it just has to wait for the right time. It's really true. The Lord many times has something He wants the the body of Christ to hear, 
and he'll um, he'll he'll just figure out a way if we're willing. But you know, so many things had to fall in place. The production of the song, Bernie Herms did that. The uh, the arranging of it, and then radio. You know, they had to find a way to play it. And so, there were so many things that we that had to be the hand of God because it it just fell into place. And I tell you, what thrills our heart more than anything is when churches are singing the song and and they they come up to us and say they heard it heard us sing it and so now they sing it in their church it's that's such an honor right absolutely and and to that end uh just uh, a week ago or two weeks ago i guess um i was at a a pastor's prayer summit for uh, the northwest and it's uh pastors from all over the northwest and i was actually leading uh some of the music for that time and uh, just spontaneously, I, I started playing Revelation song. You know, we didn't have any words. We didn't have uh, video or lyrics or anything. Uh, but here's this room full of pastors uh, that all just stood up and started singing it. And every one of those guys knew that song. And, and again, I think the, the power of uh, the right song at the right time, um, you know, and, and I think when you guys decided, hey, we really want to record this, it, it was just a, it, it was a God move. And now we're seeing that, like I said, just even a couple weeks ago, uh, pastors singing this uh, from memory, no words, no prompting, uh, worshiping God with that song. Yeah, what, uh, what well, I, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, it's, a, it's such an easy song to sing. It has, you know, just not, not that many words in the chorus, and it just four chords, really, <laughs> right. four musical chords. And so it's just something that it, that is simplistic in its uh, in its lyric and its uh, uh, musicality, but yet it's just it's so anointed and it draws people into worship in such an amazing way. Right, and that yeah, that's that's um, so true. I think the message of it is, is very true, and um, that it it pulls us. It pulls us out of the moment and helps us look forward to that moment of eternity where we're going to be worshiping at the throne. And uh, what, like, like you said, and like what Kevin reiterated, I, I so appreciate um, your your obedience to getting that song out there at the level that you guys got it out there. And it just when you tell that story, it sounds like um, there was nothing that was going to happen to stop God from using you to share this song with so many people. And we appreciate your faithfulness in that. Well, thank you. So uh, speaking of songs coming out, uh, you have a new album coming out November 11th, Above It All. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that album, uh, what we can expect to hear, um, what, we, uh, what we can look forward to on that. Well, we're excited about this album. I think it's number 13, lucky number 13. There you, there and, you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe uh, it has a lot of the same... Um, timeless truths that we've sung about for 23 years, hope uh, that Jesus Christ is not a way, but the way. Um, also, you know, there, there's a song on there I wrote with Matthew West called Voices from the Other Side, hmm. taken from Hebrews, where it talks about those that pass over. Uh, there's a great company or cloud of witnesses that look in on us and cheer us on and and I was just, uh, I was at Dan Dean's, uh, the funeral of Dan Dean's father. Hmm. And, 
I was just struck of where is this great man now and what is he doing? And then Dan said to me, uh, I still have a voice message that I listen to every now and then on my phone and, uh, of my dad. And so I got together with Matthew West and we wrote this song about, uh, where our loved ones are, the great hope we have in Jesus Christ that, that death is, is not fatal and that you that you're more alive on the other side than you've ever been. So it, the the album covers a span of great timeless truths, but the center of it all is Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hmm. Amen. Yeah, it's it's um I don't know if if I if it's if it's becoming completely taboo, but um you know, you we read online we're in a, we're a podcast where we're online a lot, uh, blogging and that sort of thing. And, you know, you hear things about producers kind of uh, pressuring artists to limit their use of the word Jesus on their albums and, and, and those kinds of things. And to hear you say that it's, it's all about Jesus as a central theme is, is refreshing. Um, well, when we, 23 years ago, when we recorded our first album, it was really popular at uh, Christ, uh, CCM Artists to try to write a song that would cross over. And they were having really good success with it, like Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant and, mm-hmm. and others. And it was, uh, you know, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just, uh, it was, you know, write a song that could be taken from both sides. Well, we we came out with that very first album, and, you know, it was favorite song of all. That was one of our first singles that went straight to number one. And what I loved about that song is at the beginning of it, Dan Dean is in the vocal chamber, and he was just praying before the song even started. And he said, I love you, Jesus. And they they kept that on the album. They mm-hmm. kept, the producer kept it. And it, it was one of the first times that contemporary Christian music, believe it or not, had heard the word Jesus in a good while. It just wasn't popular to do. Hmm. We've just always been Jesus. Hmm. We've never shied away from it. The cross is in the middle of who we are and the hmm. empty tomb on the other side. And yeah. and we're just bookend between those two things. And we we just, Jesus, in fact, there's a song on the album called Jesus, Only Jesus. As a pastor, you know, I get bombarded with prayer requests. I'm looking at them right now on my desk. Everything from suicidal tendencies to financial being financially overwhelmed to divorce to abandonment to abuse. And I just think I do not have the answers for these people. I'm so glad I can point them to Jesus, only Jesus. Right. Amen. Yeah. And and I think uh, Randy, I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in this episode about ministry and church and music and um you know that that concept of uh being a pastor first um being focused on the cross first you, you know if i may can i ask um you know you you talked about how your uh your ministry uh, in music you've talked about how during those 23 years you've been you know focused on jesus and the cross um, if I may, can I ask, you know, has it ever been a challenge for you, you know, especially as you talked about, uh, you know, the days where it was popular to cross over and whatnot, 
Um, or has that always just been kind of a, a central thing that you're not going to stray away from because who you guys are? No, it's uh, it's really just central to who we are. Everybody has a different calling, and you know those callings are wonderful. You should be true to those callings. But for us, it was just always, you know, to be bookended by the cross and the empty tomb, Jesus Christ. And then we we wrote songs inside of that, of those parameters about family, about uh, uh, about those themes, but, you know, always with that Christ-centralized message. For example, one of our biggest songs is, Lord, I want to be just like you, because he wants to be like me. That's, that was a big song for us, and it's about a dad to his son. And mm-hmm. uh, But again, Christ is in it. And this song that I wrote about voices from the other side, it's... Uh, our loved ones are passed over, but their voices aren't silenced. And that because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who defeated death once and for all. Yeah. I got to tell you, I mean, it's every time you mention one of your titles from, from days gone by, the song comes flying back into my memory. And I, <laughs> I, you know, I have all these memories and life associated with these songs. And, uh, um, you just, your group has had a great impact on on Christianity of our day, and um, it's it's an honor to be talking to you. So we appreciate that. Well, um, thank you. It's the purpose of our podcast. What we do here on Worship Ministry Catalyst is we talk to worship leaders, worship team members, um, literally around the world. And I was well. I was going to ask you to sing. Uh, this is how it feels to be free, but uh, we won't. We won't put you on the spot like that. <laughs> I appreciate but, it. No, um, we we want to encourage. That's one of the things that we've been doing for for the last six years is trying to encourage worship leaders around the world to to keep doing what they're doing. Sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it gets challenging. Unfortunately, there's politics and all kinds of other stuff that get involved with. And there's and there's sin. Sin, yeah, sin, sin, sin always yeah. has a way of getting involved and, and, and all that stuff. Um, would you would you offer uh, some words of encouragement to to worship leaders and worship team members around the world uh, from from your own experience? Things that that uh, that have encouraged you, or or other things that uh, we need to hear at a, a timely word from you at this moment. Well, I appreciate so much the the worship leaders all around the country who are bivocational. Some are trivocational. They they lead worship, and they the churches where they lead at are, don't have the capacity to to bring them on full time, and so they they do it just because they love to lead people in worship. Uh, that's just the coolest thing. Um, you know, it's it's just an honor. It's an honor to be able to to be full time in leading worship. But but the real heroes are the ones in the smaller churches, mm-hmm. in the uh, mid-range churches that just serve faithfully. There's so little celebration nationally about them. Their names are not known. They they just labor as under the Lord. And I tell you, those people, they're to be applauded. Mm-hmm. They're they're the heroes. Yeah. I, I just love that. And I. I would, I guess, my one word would say would be to not be weary in well doing. Uh, it, it can get so tiresome to think my 
work is is not being witnessed by by that many people, and that uh, that can that can wear the soul. And I would just say to anyone listening today, your work is being applauded by nail scarred hands, mm. and I I love what you do, and, and you're heroes. And I, uh, I thank you for leading people into the presence of the Lord. Thank you. Uh, what a great word. Thank you, Randy. So November 11th, above it all, you'll want to make sure to, uh, for those of you listening, uh, you'll want to make sure to get your copy. Uh, if you are a Phil's Craig Dean fan like we are, um, you can expect this uh, new album, their 13th album, uh, to be, uh, again, just a, a wonderful uh, statement of the cross of the empty tomb and uh, statements of Jesus. Uh, so November 11th, above it all, Randy Phillips, thank you uh, uh, so much for joining us today on our podcast. You're welcome, and thank you, guys. It was an honor to talk to you. Real quick, do you have uh, do you have online uh, places where people can follow you and find out more about Phillips, Craig, and Dean? Yeah, they can follow me personally at, uh, at Randy. PCD at Randy PCD. Uh, the Phillips Craig and Dean's Twitter account is at PCD Guys G U I S at PCD Guys, and then there are uh, uh, you know Instagram and and uh, our website is PhillipsCraigandDean.com, all spelled out. Other than that, I, I don't know. Maybe just pick up the <laughs> telephone and call us. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Um, well, thank you so much for for your time. Again, we greatly appreciate it. We appreciate what you do, and we appreciate even your 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 shepherd's heart for us as worship leaders that you just shared with us. Um, uh, we we love talking to you. Maybe we'll get to talk to you again down the road. But for now, that's all the time that we have. And so uh, this is. Another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. You can find us online at www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, or you can send an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And you can leave a voicemail at 360-818-4339. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.